Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favour of the Lord. So reads Proverbs 18 verse 22. When it comes to the glorious Protestant Reformation of the 16th century, most attention usually falls upon the men whom God raised up either before or during or after. However, we should not overlook their wives and their families. The Bible certainly doesn't neglect the women when it comes to lives and acts of faith. In every age, God will raise up the Sarahs and the Ruths, the Marys and the Marthas, and we thank God for them. A virtuous woman, the Bible says, is a crown to her husband. Her price is far above rubies. When it comes to the Reformation, most of us know very little when it comes to the companions of the great reformers, those who supported their, their husbands. Possibly uh, Katharina von Bora is the most well-known of them all, the wife of Martin Luther. But over the border and into France, another giant for God in the form of John Calvin was being mightily used during the Reformation. We know much of Calvin. We know about his work and his legacy remains with us today insofar that God under him ensured that Reformation was always an abiding principle in the nations. Calvin had a few close friends during his 54 years, but the closest of all was his wife, Idolette de Bure. Now, admittedly, not every Christian is able to enjoy a relationship with a Christian spouse. And no doubt this can be a very challenging and a very trying burden to endure. We know that the Apostle Paul, for example, was not married, but he also understood the value of a helpmeet. But whether we are single or whether we are not single, we can all appreciate how beneficial it was for these reformers to have someone by their side. Unlike the life of Calvin himself, there isn't a great deal of material about the life of Idolette possibly because their marriage only lasted nine years and then she tragically passed away. However, I wish to leave with you some thoughts about Calvin's closest companion and make the following observations. First of all, God's providence and purposes, although not always seen, are always sweet. When John Calvin arrived in Strasbourg at the tail end of the 1530s, in 1538, he was entering a very different place from which he had just left in Geneva. Strasbourg was a vibrant city in many respects, but most importantly, it had become something of a haven to many persecuted believers. John Calvin and uh, William Farrell, having been expelled from Geneva, were made more than welcome, and very soon the young reformer was the talk of the place and his preaching and teaching drew much attention. This included the attention of John Storder and his wife, Idolette. They were of an Anabaptist persuasion, but soon realized the benefit of Calvin's scriptural teaching and came under his pastoral wing. This earnest couple invited Calvin into their home and soon a friendship had blossomed. But then the plague made a victim of John Storder. And Idolette was now a widow with two children, a boy and a girl. Calvin, when arriving into Strasbourg, had no idea of what lay ahead of him. He was a man that was unmarried. He was a young man, although zealous for God. But friends that were close to the reformer often encouraged John Calvin to find a wife. 
We read of how John Calvin had his eyes set elsewhere for a short time, but when Idolette's name was mentioned, he then gave much consideration to her. And the more that John Calvin gave prayer and consideration to Idolette, whom he had come to know very well through his friendship in the church and in the home of John Storder, he soon realised that she was suitable in every respect. Her godliness, her gentleness, her kindness was undeniable and well known. And so in 1540 they married. The providence of God and his perfect purposes had brought these two people together at such a time as this. And then we can also learn something about the provision and the comfort of God through crucial years of service and struggles. Calvin was pressed to return to Geneva. The city itself was in much disorder and under the impending threat of papal power. To leave Strasbourg at this particular time was not an easy thing for John Calvin. It must not have been an easy thing for Idolette as well. This was her home. Uh, she had her memories of her previous marriage there before she was made a widow. And then John Calvin had enjoyed not just uh, the comfort of Strasbourg, but the support and the encouragement from those around him. And to leave and to go back to Geneva, the place where he had just fled from by way of fear for his life, well, this was not an easy decision to make. And yet their burden was there and the belief was there that this was the will of God for them both. And so they moved back to the city of Geneva. And John Calvin, as he moved back to Geneva, uh, soon set to work. Idolette was never more important to him than at this particular moment. At the age of 32 years, John Calvin's workload was incomparable. It was immense. In addition to his church responsibilities, his ecclesiastical responsibilities, also his civil duties in Geneva, he also began work on a third edition of the Institutes of the Christian Religion, as well as setting to work on individual Bible commentaries. To try to describe the volume and the amount of work is really impossible for me to do so. He would rise from five, he would lecture to his students, a tremendous workload was his. But there by his side was Idolette, uh, the one that was there to comfort him and to strengthen him in all of his needs. The Calvin home itself was not without its own personal tribulations. Between them they had three children, but each of the children were taken away in their early infancy. Such grief is impossible to try to express. Idolette was a pillar of strength and help to her husband John Calvin as she approached her own final years. Uh, tensions within the city of Geneva began to resurface and there she was constantly by his side. It's sometimes very easy to think of the reformers as machines, as men without feelings and men without problems, but they weren't. They had the discouragements, they had the disappointments, they had times when they had low moments but as in the case of Calvin and Idolette, here was someone who could stand by uh, her husband and give the words of encouragement in every time of need. But soon her life would come to a close. Her dying words were some of the most precious which have been recorded. When she passed into glory in April of 1549, she cried, O oh, glorious resurrection. Calvin was only 40 years at the time, and he wrote the following words, I have been bereaved of the best companion of my life. She was the faithful helper of my ministry. 
Idolette, though relatively unknown, was Calvin's closest companion and pillar of strength through some of the most key years during the Reformation. None will dispute the wisdom of God in the timing of her death, but for Calvin, he keenly felt her loss. Nevertheless, she served faithfully the calling of God that the Lord gave to her alongside John Calvin. In a day where marriage is derided and despised, we should look back over the course of Reformation and church history and remind ourselves some of the greatest men of God that we read about in church history were men that were used by God because they knew the benefit of women of God by their side. Thank you.